This is a podcast all about longboarding. In this podcast, we'll go over what longboarding is, what are the different types of longboarding, how do you get the best longboarding setup, and how longboarding originated. Longboarding first originated in the 1950s in Hawaii when some surfers, when the waves got too rough, wanted to take their surfing to the to land. They modified skateboards into larger decks and traveled around the mainland. When they rode around, they were called sidewalk surfers. Longboards became commercially sellable in the 19 in 1958 when they started catching on. In the 1980s, both longboarding and skateboarding became a lot less popular because of insurance issues and you couldn't it was really hard to ride your skateboard because insurance was so expensive and the government stopped funding skate parks so longboarding pretty much disappeared entirely but at the end of the 1980s skateboards picked up a lot through the 1990s they designed the reverse kingpin this was able to allow a lot more balance on your longboard, which then came the invention of downhill longboarding, freestyle longboarding, and longboard dancing. There are four major types of longboarding. There's cruising, which is just basically trying to go for distance. You want a really cushy board to absorb cracks in the road, and you also you want nice bearings so you can go a long distance with uh, little strides. There's downhill. You want a very stiff board. You're going to go be going like speeds of 60 plus miles per hour if you're in professional competition. There's freestyle, which is basically just all of them mixed together. You want an in-between board, and sliding is a major part of freestyle. And then there's longboard dancing, which is just basically doing tricks like kickflips on your longboard or changing footing. Just really nice flow dancing. And now an interview from my brother, who was an expert at longboarding. So, uh, tell me how you got into longboarding. Well, you see, I was never good at skateboarding, and so I wanted to do something that I could be not terrible at and so <laughs> I bought a cheap longboard from I can't remember if it was just like Zoomies or like Milo it was just a crappy skate shop and I bought it and then I I had a longboard how many <laughs> longboards have you had um over five five to ten or something Where'd you get the other ones? Usually online. Um, I usually buy boards that you couldn't just get at your regular skate shop. More like smaller companies, <clears throat> like specialty boards. How would you, um, if money wasn't an option, build the perfect longboard? Mm, I haven't really looked at uh, like any of the new boards that are out or the new technology, but they're using some crazy materials now to to make them like stiffer and lighter so 
I don't know, there's probably like 500 plus dollar decks out there. Um, if money wasn't an object, I guess I would just buy <laughs> an expensive board that felt good. Um, I've never rode a a really nice like uh, carbon fiber board or anything, but I'm sure it would kind of help the experience. Um, precision trucks, obviously, make a big difference from regular ones. Um, and then just whatever wheels I'm feeling. Wheels are super preference. There's not like high tech wheels per se. Um, what's the coolest thing you can do on your longboard? <sighs> I don't think anything anymore, but. Uh, just slide back in the good old days back in the good old days just sliding going really fast um, what kind of slides are there uh, <laughs> the stand-up slides there's Coleman slides there's pendulum slides um, there's all kinds of slides all sorts oh, um, what's the scariest thing you've done on your longboard um, one of the scariest things was there's this big hill in Lehigh, and I wanted to see how fast I could get going down it, and I took, like, a portable GPS, I got going, like, 55 down this giant hill, and, uh, got, got pretty dicey towards the bottom, the road gets really bumpy, and... Is that the one behind Smith's? Yeah, yeah, behind Smith's. It's really kind of gravelly, too, and so, when you're going, like, almost highway speeds on a three foot board if you fall off you're gonna be turned to ground beef so <laughs> it was pretty pretty scary um and that was a hill where i was going too fast to slide at that point so i just had to ride it out <laughs> until it started going uphill again when how did you first hear about longboarding um i saw some kids with longboards and i don't know it just looks smoother in skateboarding they're faster they're more quiet when they cruise they wouldn't sound like uh i don't know skateboard wheels are really loud and you can feel every little vibration it's just a smoother cruise i guess so you skateboarded before you longboarded i did for how long um i think i started longboarding when i was 15 and i started skateboarding when i was around i think like 11 or something 12 maybe so tell me about one of the worst injuries you've gotten from a longboard crash one where I still have a scar on my left or my right butt cheek there's like a like I just fell and I slid on the side of my freaking jeans and it ripped a hole in my jeans and went straight through what were you it. doing where was it um it was up in Cedar Hills like up by the golf course like the hill that goes down from there is a really rough hill and I just slid and I was gonna stand up slide and it just like caught when I was sliding, it threw me really far. Um, Are you wearing a helmet or gloves? Yeah, I was wearing both. What about, did you ever wear knee pads when you? No, I should have, but I never never wore knee pads. When you slid, you didn't? No, just gloves and a helmet. Hmm. <sighs> what are your favorite brands for decks and stuff? Um, All the different components. There's a brand called Soda Factory. It's really good. It's like custom boards. They don't really make many anymore, though. Now that Silverfish longboarding isn't around, that's how they used to sell them, was the forums. Um, what about trucks? Um, 
Caliber makes make the best cast trucks. Um, Paris are okay, Bear are alright, but for precision trucks, uh, I don't know, there's a lot, Caliber make precision trucks, but there's a lot of companies that make precision trucks nowadays, like your regular trucks you get from like Zoomies, they're probably like Paris or Bear, and they're decent, but they usually come with some not so great bushings, um, those go for like anywhere from like 50 to 100 for a pair, but preci uh, precision trucks... You're going to be... What are precision trucks? So they're like milled. They're like CNC milled instead of like poured in a cast. So it's like like precision. Like it's... it's There's much tighter tolerances. So everything's measured to like a fraction of a millimeter. And it's, it's very exact. So the truck is going to ride perfectly level. It's going to lean perfectly. Every truck is exactly the same. So for a pair of precision trucks, you're looking to pay like probably like three to five hundred bucks for a pair. But nowadays, with like robotic trimming and different ways to make things easier, are they still that expensive? I've not checked up on it. Uh, keep in mind, I haven't been super into longboarding for like five plus years. <laughs> Back in my day. Back in the good days. Um, what but about wheels? Wheels, I really like ABEC 11 wheels. Um, they're classic Thane formula really good i don't know they're just really buttery they're what really fast and smooth downhill you can use any kind of wheel i mean they have the they have the oh, i'm trying to think of the giant wheels you want like a sharp edged wheel if you're downhill in um it's going to be a choppy slide when you need to scrub off speed but they're they i don't know you can lock in a corner a lot better than like a round lipped wheel that's going to be more of a free ride kind of wheel it's going to break out easier it's going to be more surfy less uh a little bit more forgiving um but i used uh venom venom wheels they make really good wheels uh for like race wheels but every company pretty much makes a makes a decent race wheel except uh orangutans i just don't like orangutans don't like how they feel what kind of um style of longboarding did you like best uh, free ride, so like just slides, chucking slides, um, um, and downhill. I got into downhill to the point where I almost bought like a full face race helmet and like leathers for like actual, so I could actually like start to compete in races because you really can't be competitive unless you have that stuff because you're going 50 plus in any given race and you're gonna have to chuck a slide going that fast too like throughout the entire thing um, and you fall a lot when you're getting to that level you're gonna have some hard crashes and so if you want to keep your skin and muscle tissue underneath <laughs> you're gonna want leathers so you could just kinda like slide it's gonna help from the road rash it's gonna help keep it away um, what kind of decks did you like for free riding cruising and downhill for free riding, I like drop decks, like twin-tipped, kind of like the the deck platform's a little dropped. I like top mount, so I don't like to drop through where the, where the trucks come through the board, because, I, I don't know, I didn't find the leverage very good. You can, like, really dig into your turns and your slides a lot harder if it's a top-mounted board. Uh, but just, like, symmetrical boards, bigger, like around 36 inches, like 30, yeah, around 36 to 38 inches. Um... I like the drop deck because it drops down and you can kind of tuck your feet into the pockets there and have a bit more 
control and like your slides and stuff. Um, as for brands, I mean, so many companies make good free ride boards. Um, even Sector 9 has a line of like race boards that are like way nicer than the ones you can buy at your like regular zoomies. They make some pr pretty good stuff too. What about um, cruising boards? Anything you like, honestly. Cruising, <laughs> cruising board, you can buy a you can make your own board. You could get a piece of plywood and, and go cruise on that. But I don't know. I've never really been one to buy a cruising board. But I guess like Santa Cruz boards are popular. Um, like Land Yacht make a bunch of cruising boards. But I mean, when I think of cruising, I think of people that are pretty inexperienced at longboarding. <laughs> and downhill? Downhill. I rode a... It's called Bomb Squad. It was like an independent longboard company in Texas um, but for downhill you want a little bit of a shorter board than a free ride board so you're looking at like 34 to 36 inches really stiff like zero flex whatsoever a lot of the times it's going to be a directional board so it's pointy in the front and kind of like flat in the back why would you want a shorter board um uh, better turn radius um you can get into a tighter tuck it's lighter um yeah it's more nimble. Um, you, yeah. I mean, you still have pretty much the same stability as, as you have with a slightly longer board at that slightly shorter length. Some people ride 40 inch boards downhill. I mean, it's just all preference, but most people have a bit shorter of a board. Um, they're just like really, really, really stiff, like nine plus ply sometimes, um, plywood. And just if you jump up and down on that thing, there's no give whatsoever. It's just like a rock. So, um, as far as grip tape goes, does it matter what kind you have? Um, for downhill and, like, kind of heavier-duty free riding, you want stuff that will, like, take your skin off, like, grippy, like, really, really, really high, or low grit. So, like, I don't know, I think it was, like, 40 grit or something I had, like, crazy, like, pieces of, like, rocks and glass glued to it is what it looked like. Um, just something that will like hold your feet in like glue. Um, even if your board gets wet, it'll still kind of, I don't know, keep you locked in. What about waxed boards? Waxed boards. No grip tape, just wax in the top, I is guess, surfboard. Is that for like barefoot riding? Mm, it's just for anything. <laughs> um, uh, I've never ridden that. So you said you got grip in the rain. Did you ever ride in the rain? Yeah, quite a bit. That was some of the, f honestly, I had some fun sessions in the rain just because you could slide for so long um i mean it was a bit scarier obviously um you could slip out um and break out easier but if you were i don't know you could just go a bit slower than normal and then just chuck a slide for ages and just keep going and going and going and it was scary but it was pretty fun doesn't the rain damage your longboard yeah uh <laughs> if it gets too soaked it can warp um, as your far as bearings go, do you just like rinse them in alcohol after? Yeah, you. I mean, for bearings, just as long as you clean them out with some lubricant, um, a solvent to get the dirt. That's the biggest thing is just getting the debris out of the bearings when they're, um, when they get that crap from the road in there. But you usually would just have a a junker board if you're gonna be riding in the rain. You don't want to ride your nicest board in the rain because of the possibility of warping. Um, you don't want a warped board. It's just a lot harder to ride, and it's just kind of wonky. Um, I think that's it. Cool.
in closing, I think longboarding is a very fun, satisfying, and relaxing thing to do, and you should try it. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.